Welcome to HR in the Car with Miriam Duchesne and Tom Shin of Alant Workforce Solutions, where exciting HR professionals and business leaders share laughter, insider stories, and maybe even a few tears about HR in today's world. Buckle up for the best half hour of your week. So Miriam, I am blown away by the goodie basket our next guest brought in. It just sets a new height for what we need to strive for. So the bar has been raised to all of our future guests. I'm letting you know now, this is your warning. You got to bring us gifts and goodie baskets. Wait till you hear this. Welcome, everyone, to another great episode of HR in the Car. We're here today with Jennifer Massey. She started Integra HR about three years ago and has a few other businesses she worked with in the past that we've been familiar with, and we're excited to have her on the show today to talk about all the great things she's doing in her world and some exciting stuff she brought with her today that we'll talk about as well. Thanks for joining us, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. I am too. I love talking to different businesses and these business conversations are my favorite one because you do similar to what we do that we don't just focus on one business. We have multiple businesses that we serve. And so it's always fun because there's so much, right? There's like, oh, you know, the shake your head moments or the aha moments. But I love collaborating with you because we just, we can commiserate sometimes together and we have a lot in common from that perspective. So I'm so glad you were able to join us today. So we know what you do, but if you were at a party or a non-business related event and someone were to ask you, what do you do? What's your business? What do you do? What would you usually say? How do you explain it? I typically start out and say I'm in the people business. Okay. And so for those that might not necessarily have a real great connection with human resources or understand really what it is that we do as HR professionals, I kind of say, you know, everything that happens at your place of employment or your loved one's place of employment, if they don't happen to be in the workspace, I help employers and those employees navigate everything related to their work, as well as many outside items like leaves and maybe somebody has passed and taking that special vacation time. And so anything related to your workspace, people can tend to relate to that because at some point in their lives, they've worked, right? Yeah. And again... You know, to say you're just HR, people don't really understand what that means. Definitely. But when they think of all the things that they navigate in the workplace, they can really connect to that. Definitely. I can remember those days early in my career, like they would send you to HR and you had no idea, especially coming into the workforce. You have, HR just means I'm in trouble. We, right. have, we have one, one yeah. of those <laughs> folks works for us every time. We're like, we need to talk. And we're like, am I in trouble? Uh, But then if you think about, I know at least for me, when I think about all the things that I would go to HR for, it was always a help. And it didn't click for years that you're always going there for help, not to kind of get scolded or sent to the principal's office. Exactly. So you're an HR consultant. I am. Is there like a specific model or a specific way that you provide your consulting services? Because obviously there's a lot of models out there locally, nationally. And so share with us just a little bit more detail about, say you're pitching a client, what would Mm -hmm. you say to the client if you were in front of them to, you know, the services that you would provide to that organization? Sure. If I'm working with a business owner, it would be really that investment. What is that return on the investment and solid HR practices, right? Mm -hmm. So let's reduce the risk. Let's get things set up and then let's build a culture. 
mm-hmm. that's going to help sustain your business. If it's a leader that's joining, really, they don't understand the complexities. They're not meant to understand the complexities of HR and they get distracted with mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. it's how can we partner together so that you can do your core focus in business and stay away from the complexities of HR. That's what we're there for and that's what we can help you to do. But also really customizing it to their environment, their people, their culture and what they want out of those HR practices. Gotcha. Very good. What's been your favorite part of that? The favorite conversation out of that? I would say really getting past kind of the misunderstandings and misconceptions. Mm -hmm. Something that you actually highlighted, Tom, just a moment ago about um, going to the principal's office, being scolded, right? Or sometimes we're referred to as uh, the police department, right? <laughs> right. So, right, yeah. we're navigating, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're there watching, like, right? And then we're the ones who are going to take the action, right? And that's really not what our role is. Our role is to interpret policy and make sure, right, we're holding people accountable to those policies, but really having it be a help and a support. And people tend to come to HR not when things are great. They come when they're having really big challenges. And so the thought is, right, come in and let's navigate that together. And so to be that support, and we're not really in the business of saying no. And one of the things that we've incorporated into our culture is the yes and statement. It's really critically important. There's ways of saying no without saying no, and you can still get to the same outcome. So perfect example would be when a client says, well, I need to do X. And you say, that is great. That's where you want to go. How do you plan on navigating that? And maybe they lay out a plan that might derail them, might get them in a bit of trouble, or might impact their image. And what we say is, we can get you there. And what about if we navigate and look at these other options? Right? So maybe we just have to step back a little bit, take a little bit more time, or just maneuver around that and be creative in that solution process. They tend to embrace that. Right. Nowhere in there did I say no. I'm still going to get them to that ultimate goal, right, that they want to achieve. It's just maybe it's done in a different way. Well, it's like the road trip, right? If we think of HR in the car, we think of the road trips. You're going from Albany to, say, Philadelphia and all the detours you have to take. Sometimes it's necessary. And sometimes you hit some great things along the way. Absolutely. Not run over, but, you know. Well, <laughs> and again, if we're going to continue with the... HR and the car metaphors, you are, you know, keeping them out of getting speeding tickets. Absolutely. You're keeping them out of traffic jams that might delay them for four, five, six, seven, eight hours. And you are trying to make it as efficient as possible while saving them money, saving them time, saving them effort. And so it's really important. Absolutely. And it doesn't take them away from their ultimate outcome. Exactly. Of what they desire to exactly. achieve. And, that, and I know you and I have had conversations mm-hmm. about this, especially with smaller business owners. They just don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And then something bad happens or could happen. And then it's like, oh, you know, the old <laughs> moment, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh no, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. And, um, or what, <laughs> usually it's what they've already done. It's never right. like, I'm thinking about doing this, but it's usually it's already happened. And so, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that you're getting the right resources in place and you're helping navigate that as best as possible. Absolutely. Those are the fun questions when they're saying, theoretically, and you know already, <laughs> yeah, boom. Yeah, theoretically, <laughs> my foot. It's already happened. It's already happened. And so we're reflecting if, on that. Yeah. Or we've if. been contacted by someone. Right. I got this weird letter in the mail. Yeah. Oh, the weird letter. In the 
I got this weird letter in the mail or somebody's knocking at the door and they say they're from the Department of Labor. Can I send them home now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> you offer them coffee. Absolutely. <laughs> Make them comfortable and give them what they need yeah. as you run into the closet and call John Peggy. That's right. Absolutely. Right? Amen. Definitely. So you deal with a lot of different types of businesses. Is there any like... Um, core business that you work with or like industry types that you work with? So we work with a variety. I love entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I love business owners. So we have some clients that they're hiring their first employee. So we want to get them set up right, right from the beginning and build that together. We have mid-sized clients that they want project-based work, things they just can't get to. Or they have staff that have been promoted into these positions or hired into these positions and they need mentorship. They need guidance. They need like that 1-800-CALL-HR yeah. <laughs> um, consultation. Mm-hmm. And then we have really large clients okay. with a couple thousand employees, multi-million dollar institutions or businesses, and they need strategic and culture assessments and project-based work. Because again, maybe that employee handbook's been sitting there for a while Ooh, yeah, and nobody can get to it. So we go in and do those types of things, HR assessments of their departments so that they can really understand what's working well and where there's areas of opportunity to really improve. So one of the things that I think is really important for people to understand, especially that small business owner, that even with one employee, so many laws, so much compliance and regulation does apply. A lot of times I've dealt with employers that are like, well, we only have five employees. I'm like, yep. And you still have to follow all of these rules. And if someone were to walk in your door right now, you might be in really big trouble. So I think it's really important for people to understand that even if it's just one employee that you have, you are subject to a lot of compliance and a lot of laws that um, you need to be aware of or have someone like you Jennifer, help with that. So what are your clients asking you for? What's the biggest trends? What are the things that you're seeing across the board? It's like, oh, I just got off a call with this guy who wants this problem solved. And oh, it's the same company. It's a different company, but it's the same problem solved. Is there any of that going on or... There really is. And I would say there's a couple of factors that are going on. One is the difficulty with recruitment, which I'm sure you can really understand (laughs) based on the work that you're doing each and every day for clients. And they're really struggling with that. You know, it's the first time, right, to use the hip cool word ghosted, you know, and one individual in the HR space posted a couple weeks ago about they're being ghosted by HR professionals. So, wow, right? Where where has the professionalism gone? Maybe from our space as well. And just having the inability to be as flexible within the workspace based on what the employees or the candidates are looking for. Mm -hmm. And they're just really struggling with putting in processes, procedures, things that will attract Mm -hmm. those individuals to want to come and work with them. The other piece that we're seeing is a lack of leadership development. Mm -hmm. And so we're spending a lot of time talking about training and development and building leaders, right? Businesses continue to make I think some tough decisions, right? We promote people into leadership roles because they're technically astute, not because, right, they might be people, managers and leaders. They're usually the best performer in sales, the best performer in customer service, the best performer in what have you. And And we've been talking about this for decades and it's still going on. It's still going on. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, building two tracks of recognition, right, for individuals. So if you have those technical people, you still have to retain them. Yeah. So, right, building that track for them. And then the other side of 
the coin is really developing people leaders. And one of the things that the pandemic has taught us, and I think one of the biggest takeaways from that is really needing to manage the whole person. Mm-hmm. We were in people's homes. We understood, you know, their mailman or their mail person, I should say, right? Coming to the house, right? The dogs are barking, the cat's jumping up, like, right? So we even understood those types of schedules that were happening in people's lives. You're in their basements and closets and offices or living rooms. And sometimes even bathrooms. That, that, has, that has happened. That's where all this started. Remember the Jennifer thing on Twitter, right? Oh, you spend all day there. Absolutely. So I think one of the things that we have to keep in mind is people, right? There's no separation any longer. Yeah. And the expectation that people are going to um, compartmentalize their lives, it's just not going to happen. And, you know, the mental health and well-being pieces, and that's hard for managers to navigate. And there's also some complexities, right? Some rules and regulations around that as well. So it's really talking with those organizations about how do you develop those teams and how do you develop those leaders and how do you build that culture and how do you give them the tools and the skills and the support they need in order to really navigate what's happening out there today. Definitely. It really segues well to our question of the week that we had talked about, which is, you know, how companies are using learning and training and development opportunities as a recruiting tool or a retention tool. Are you seeing that trend come up with your clients? I mean, you're seeing it grow. The stats that we had from our survey was that there's at least 40% who weren't leveraging that at all, which just blew our minds. So I would say that they aren't leveraging it. What I am seeing though, is when we're talking through what the issues are, it comes back to that topic. They're not necessarily identifying it as that. They're saying, you know, we're not able to retain. People Mm -hmm. are burned out. People are frustrated. And they're not connecting the dots that in many instances, employees do leave because of their supervisor and or their leadership, right? And that's the biggest thing or obstacle that becomes day to day for them where they can't either have the type of relationship that they want to, the professional development, the coaching, the mentoring that needs to occur. And you've got leaders in these roles that maybe haven't been developed fully. So it's not really anyone's, right, Mm -hmm. fault Fault. or problem, Mm -hmm. right? So no finger pointing here. It's just a matter of we're talking about the symptoms. We're not talking about the systemic issue that's driving those symptoms. But once we kind of peel back, right, all those layers and we start talking, it comes down to those fundamentals of we need to develop leaders. We also need to develop staff, right, and build communication vehicles and performance feedback mechanisms that really are you know, not checking in every six months or once a year um, type thing, right? So it's really, how do we do that instantaneous feedback, right? right? In the moment and develop good communication. And ultimately it's about building trust. Well, and I think the thing that I hear most, if I put my person in the employer side hat on, all right, how am I going to fit that into my schedule? I've already got to make these widgets and service these widgets and sell these widgets. Where do you expect me to fit that in? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that they talk about is, right, lack of resources, which is exactly what you're identifying. Our biggest lack of resource is time, Mm. right? And we get derailed, right? And we get focused in on maybe some of the things that we shouldn't be focused in on. So it's how do we look at whatever it is that's happening there, right? And really hone in on that systemic issue and then build a plan. 
and keep people on track. Absolutely. It's interesting because I think, and I've had, I've had these conversations with um, leaders in my organization. It's like, and I say this loosely, they'll, you know, say or complain, you know, everybody was asking me all these different questions today and I couldn't get any of my work done. I go, you got exactly the right work done. Your work is to make sure that your team has the resources, the guidance and everything that they need to perform well. If you have too many tasks yourself to do, then we need to look at your workload because it's not prioritized correctly. Your job isn't to do checkoff lists or do whatever it is. Your job is to make sure this team can perform at its ultimate level. And that's what I see happens a lot is we have these, and I'm using air quotes, working managers and I don't think that that's a good thing. I mean, your working manager is exactly what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be developing and working with their teams. They shouldn't have quotas. They shouldn't have these certain things that also are going to stack up there because then you're also going to have burnout from them and they're not going to be taking care of the team that is ultimately the foundation that's going to help your company thrive and be successful. Well, and they can't lead by example either. No, they absolutely can't. One of the things that I hear every time I do leadership development training is this takes so much time. Yeah. <laughs> People take so much time. I'm like, welcome to my 30 plus year world. Oh my God. Right? right? They absolutely. do. They absolutely, absolutely. do. All right, so you brought with you today in the theme of HR in the card, a roadside assistance kit. I will describe it as a lovely blue basket. So I think of roadside assistance kits as being these big boxy kits, and I much prefer this. This is much more eye-pleasing for me. And in it are all sorts of things. And again, since we're going down the metaphor of um, HR in the car, there is a ton of stuff here. And we won't be able to get to all the items, and we did take a picture of it ahead of time. So we'll make sure we post that somewhere. But let's talk a little bit about a couple of the roadside assistance items that are critical to any business slash HR person. So to have a little bit of fun, right? I was trying to think of what could I bring to the table of being HR in the car. So... I think everybody needs a fire extinguisher. Yeah. I think on occasion <laughs> we're putting out those fires, right? As HR professionals, I think we can all relate to that. As business owners, Absolutely. we can as well. Can all right, so now, yeah. I think, well, That's maybe a good not. One. So I have to know about the toilet cleaner, though. Okay. That's killing me. So, I want to know why we have the works... Toilet works. bowl cleaner. So sometimes, right, we just have to bring out everything, right, and get it done. So um, I feel like you're cleaning up your language for me for this uh, one. Yeah, because like, well, I was thinking a whole different, different like, like road we were gonna go me down too. on that one. You know, that's for the latex gloves. <laughs> Um, so, right, everybody needs a pair of latex gloves because when we are doing what we do well, right, you you wear many hats. So you may be asked to clean in that the toilet. toilet. And I think in light of, right, we're coming, well, I guess we're on the other side and now we're living with COVID. Yeah, we but live with But did we it ever now. think, right, that we would need microban 24-hour sanitizer or yeah. we're asked to resolve, Right, yeah. so really eliminate like whatever. I thought you were inferring all the stains that are in our lives. Well, that too. And the work right? and all of that. Yeah. So it's right. right we so do need to resolve. The, so what are the silly scents, crayons, or mar mar washable markers. markers for? I love silly scents. So right, if you just need a whiff of something different in your life, right, in the moment okay. when it might be a little bit stressful, you can sit back and pick your favorite scent. I love that. And it's legal to do in the workplace. I <laughs> love it. So I have funny story. A long, long time ago, I got highlighters that were scented. Mm. Grape, blueberry, and like a bubble gum. And the pink was bubble gum, and it was so delightful. Mm. And 
people thought I was a Looney Tune, which those who know me know I am a little Looney Tune side, but I can totally relate to this. I would totally be using these and I actually think I'm going to go buy some because I want the scented markers because that's amazing. And they're fun if you're doing like a training too. Absolutely. So let's see. We also have, you have to have super glue, right? Because we're expected Uh. to (laughs) stick things together and make them work. We need a nightlight because we're supposed to come up with ideas and also be like, right, the light at the end of the tunnel for some people if they're going through difficult times. You have to have the cleaning erasers, right? But I love the great value brand, which is they are miracles. Miracles. Because HR is many times asked to, right, produce some kind of miracle along the way. The sponge is one of my favorites because as HR professionals, right, how many rules, regulations do we have to learn and absorb? And you just need to be that sponge on a constant basis. That's a great one. Yeah, that's a good metaphor. If Mm -hmm. we have never seen the changes like we have in the last two to three years. I mean, I tell a client something on Friday and by Saturday morning it was, it was wrong changed. and I'm <laughs> pulling the back and going, oops, sorry about what I told yeah, you yesterday. Never mind. Like when Eracermate came out with the erasable ink. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. The one thing I think is missing here is the whip, right? Oh, to be able yep, to crack well, the whip. Well, or a hat that says like I'm hurting cats. Mm. Oh, <laughs> so right. right. You yeah, need that I on like Capert. that one a lot. Yeah, we need that on Capert. So I did yep. bring my Capert the evil HR director yeah. <laughs> um, with me because I think we've all been seen as or thought of as that character, even though that's really not what our role is and not what we do. We're expected to be the Energizer Bunny. So you've got some batteries here and our energy has to be 50% longer than and lasting than those Everyone, others around absolutely. us, right? We're not allowed to have a down day. It's kind of like those commercials when you see the parent coming in and saying, I need to take today off yeah, because <laughs> they're yep. sick and yep. there's no taking that day off. Yep. My favorite is the hedgehog. Um, And The Hedgehog is really based on one of my favorite all-time books, which is by Jim Collins, Good to Great, Let's Be a Hedgehog, Know What We Do Really Well and Do It Well and Not Be That Fox. So we all take a pledge. So we have some pledge um, in here as well. So as HR professionals, we have that awesome code of professional conduct that when we get our certification, so we pledge to do the right things. One of my favorites and something that always makes me laugh is when things are happening, I guess the new terminology is called being punked. Okay. If I was cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> but now that I'm the age that I am and having two children in their 20s, I might not be as cool as I used to think or at yeah. least tried to be. <laughs> um, but you have those moments of, am I on candid camera? Yeah. So I love this sign. <laughs> the like sign that says I'm a candid yeah. camera. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this is this has been amazing. And I when you walked in with it, we were cracking up because we were like, what in the world is she up to? She brought props. She, and, 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 and if anyone knows Tom, Tom's all about the props. Yeah, I couldn't she get just, my hands off of this thing fast enough. Yeah, no, he was he was loving it. So, um, so what we always like to wrap up with is learning from you outside of work, what things are important to you, what causes do you support, volunteer work that you might do that we might be able to shine a little spotlight on so that other people might become aware of it and perhaps throw their hat in the ring to help out. That's great. And the list goes on and on. I'll just quickly put out there that during the pandemic, we started a program called Give Back and Impact. And that program was really focused in on two core things, assisting agencies that had essential workers, direct care professionals that don't make a whole heck of a lot of money, but do incredibly intense work and um, trying to get agencies 
the resources that they need during that pandemic time. And then the other piece is really on school and education. Mm-hmm. It is a huge passion of mine. So school supplies and working with food pantries and the food insecurity that is still occurring and with inflation, yeah. it's even more so. But the organizations that we partner regularly with are agencies like Berkshire Farm Center and Services for Youth, Vander Heiden, the Commission on Economic Opportunity, most specifically their food pantry program, St. Catherine's and Some other things that I'm really passionate about are uh, breast cancer awareness. I've lost my sister over 25 years ago to that. So definitely something that I focus in on every day and think about every day. Sure. Um, But one of the things that I'm just thrilled to be able to be a part of is a community that does come together when it needs to happen. And somehow like you're like, right, is anybody going to show up for the event? Are we going to get any donations? Like, how is this going to work? And it's just been an amazing experience to see the care and the love and the people come out and do that. So all you have to do is pay it forward. Absolutely. Right. I would love for you to donate to some of the organizations that we support. However, there's so many things out there. And so we have a pay it forward Friday every week and we highlight somebody who's paying it forward or we just challenge people to do something, even if it's a random act of kindness where you don't even need to spend any money. It's check in with somebody, send a card, place a call, those types of things. You just never know what that individual on the other end is experiencing or going through and those random acts of kindness, you have no idea what it could do or change that life. Absolutely. Yeah, I love the Pay It Forward Fridays. I've seen those on your LinkedIn feed pretty regularly and those are always a great inspiration for folks to realize that while we all have stress in our own lives, we can't see behind the curtain of what everyone else has. And a lot of times it's way more serious and intense than you could ever imagine. And they're just, you just don't know because it's, it's those areas that you can't ask about or you don't feel comfortable with. So Jennifer, thank you for bringing your roadside assistance kit with you today. I love it. And we thank you so much for joining us on HR in the car and we wish you much success. And we will make sure that we list in our show notes, everything that you were talking about in terms of the pay it forward and the different organizations that you're involved with so that we can get the word out. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Boy, that was fun, wasn't it? The whole concept of give back and impact was something that resonated with me and her toys. I just want to take them all home. So what was interesting about the roadside assistant kit was that everything in there was such a complete metaphor for something in an HR professional's life from the 50% more on the batteries to the miracle cleaners to the toilet bowl cleaner, which I totally, she thought she was going to go in a different direction on that one. So did I, that, that could have gotten really messy. But maybe, (laughs) maybe shame on us and where our brains go, but Hey, after 25 years in HR, what do you expect from us? A lot of no's, that no button Top the cake. I know, and we didn't. I was wanted to press it during the podcast, and I totally forgot. But you guys get the picture. It's like the easy button, but it says no instead. Hope you enjoyed this episode of HR in the Car. Looking forward to having more conversations with future guests like Jennifer. 